Olive oil is delicious and expensive, but did you know that what you pay for might not turn out to be what it's supposed to be? Today, we're talking all about olive oil fraud or cooking with Bruce and Mark. I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scarborough. And today on Cooking with Bruce and Mark, we're going to talk about, well, I guess, I don't know, the darker side of olive oil. I think we're also going to talk about the lighter side of olive oil. But it's a whole large discussion about olive oil. And I want to say that this show was actually instigated by a listener on Facebook who asked us to do a show on olive oil. If you have ideas about shows you'd like to hear us do, please um, drop us a note on Facebook on our group, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, and we would love to give you a show that you've asked for. So a few years back, the New York Times tweeted something that read, much of the extra virgin Italian olive oil flooding the world's shelves is neither Italian nor virgin. And at the same time, Forbes delivered even more bad news by saying, at worst, Italian extra virgin is not olive oil at all, but it's just vegetable oil disguised with coloring agents and aromas. I mean, even in Italian supermarkets, the rate of fake olive oil on the shelf at the time was estimated to be 50%. And why is that important? Well, quality and the health benefits and out-and-out ripoff. It is a two, it's a total ripoff. I remember that the first time I ever heard this news, I felt completely demoralized <laughs> as if I just couldn't even figure out what to do. I mean, how do I stand in the supermarket and figure out what to do? And uh, we have some answers to that, but uh, there's a whole problem. Back in the day, back at just a few years ago, there was actually no way that U.S. olive oil could be guaranteed to be what it is. Things have changed a little bit. We want to talk about why that is, right? And yeah, because, kind of you know, the Europeans all had designations, although we're talking Italy here, so it didn't right. necessarily work for them. But there, as Mark said, there was nothing in the U.S. But now we have the North American Olive Oil Association, the N-A-O-O-A. And... <laughs> Well, that sounds really horrible. That sounds like a horrid bureaucratic association. Okay, the NAO, the NAUA. Okay, go on. And they've been on the case for years, and they claim that now only about 5% of what you find in supermarket shelves is suspect. But 5% is a ton of oil when you look at the market as a whole. Yeah, it is. And the U.S. didn't join this EU group for various reasons. Well, you can imagine it involves politics and lobbyists. It involves a lot of bad stuff. Hence the NOUA. Yeah, NOUA that was formed here that has somewhat abrogated this bad news. Honestly, stuff was being dumped in the U.S. that wasn't, as Forbes indicated, wasn't even olive oil. It was just vegetable oil that had been colored in. Well, lucky it was vegetable oil. Dunk up. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, right, exactly. So um, it, it's much. It's in a, it's in a much better place. So what? Let's start for a moment about what extra virgin and virgin olive oils are supposed to be. Okay. Well, extra virgin olive oil is generally defined as one hundred percent cold pressed olive oil. Wait, 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 wait. What's cold pressed? Cold pressed means the olives are put into a press without any heat. Mm. They're just pressed the way they are right mm. off the trees. Mm-hmm. And the like, ma- like grandma sitting on him in a chair. Yeah, sure. Like Lucy stomping the grapes <laughs> when she <laughs> the heck in those days. Sure. Um, but it can have only a maximum acidity of 0.8%. And it can have no sensory defects. Yeah, it's true. The sensory defects, you know, we're talking bad smell. Right, exactly. These things can smell rancid. They can take on weird and funky overtones. Um, Let me just tell you, before we even get there, you might want to say, well, how do you know about 
olive oil and what it smells like. If you've ever done this, you need to do this. Get yourself some olive oil. We'll tell you how in a bit. Get yourself some olive oil. Pour, pour I don't know, a teaspoon, two teaspoons in your palm. Let it sit there for a second or two so that your palm warms it up. And then, well, yes, lick it. Lick it. Make sure your hands smell are Smell it and then lick it. That's right. And this is how you tell a little bit of olive oil warmed up in your, in your cleaned palm is how you tell if, if there's any defects. Okay, so. But don't do this in the oil in the store. <laughs> this is not before you buy it. No. Sadly, this is after you buy I it. I think there's too many people licking these in grocery stores anyway. So, okay, that's what extra virgin so olive oil is. So what's virgin olive oil? Virgin olive oil is a grade down from that, and it allows up to 2.5% acidity. Now, this is why this is important is it starts to have a little bite to it. It has, um, you might say that it's got a little edge. You might say it's rougher tasting. It's acidic. Right, it's acidic, but the, the way that would be expressed to you is that it might not be as rounded and buttery or aromatic or floral or open. And it's got um, uh, virgin olive oil. It has some minor um, sensory defects, uh, maybe color, maybe uh, the, the smell. It's got some a few defects in it. And then there are lower grade olive oils. Oh, wow. Way down a scale from this. Yeah. And those are, those are, um, use heat and chemicals to extract the oil. They're like second and third pressings of the olives. Right. And they're not necessarily something that's going to make a very lo lovely oil that you want to drizzle on vegetables. And, you know, you talk about drizzling things on, tasting them out of your hand, Olive oil has very distinctive characteristics. It does. Doesn't it? It kind does. of like wine in a way. If you've been to a wine tasting, you could line up six red wines, and they're all going to have different flavors, different smells, different overtones, and you hear all sorts of things it's, at wine tasting. You do, and <laughs> smells like tennis balls, the freshly opened tennis balls, dryer lint, and mm -hmm. uh, toe jam. Anyway, uh -huh. <laughs> well, but you get the same thing with olive oil. You do you get those there same are characteristics. Buttery olive oils. There are, um, and even though acidity is up or down based on extra virgin or virgin, and then on down from there, there are olive oils that have a slightly more sour edge yeah. to them. I don't mean. Acidy. I mean sour. Yeah. They're buttery. They're floral. They're all grassy. They're yeah. woody. It's um, it's insane. They're they got lots of things. And the, you would know this if you went to a high end olive oil store. As says you can't do this in the supermarket, but in a high end olive oil store, they would often let you taste. And that tasting would involve putting in your cleaned palm, and then you know they would allow you to smell it, to taste it, etc. And these things they they do it like wine. I mean, they set yeah. them up so that the more delicate ones are first and the more astringent or assertive ones are last in the row. I mean, they set it all up like wine tasting. They do. It's really fascinating. If you have a chance to go into a store like that, you really should. Okay, so let's just put a shameless plug in here. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that like button. Yes, yes. Yes, do all of that and check us out on Twitter under our own names. You can connect there. So back to the problem with olive oil. So um, the the National American National Olive Oil Association we talked about NUA the ne U.S. No, olive oil Naua. industry now what is it now now North American Olive Oil Association so they've stepped up their game and you can find a list at their website which is aboutoliveoil.org and on their website they give a list of olive oils that they test to tell you whether they actually are what is in the bottle about oliveoil.org. This is your friend. Now, 
I want to tell you that Bruce buys olive oil, we'll get into this in a minute, by the 900 million gallon jug. <laughs> we, we go through a lot of olive oil. And uh, we have we have ways also that we know what we're buying. But if you're just buying olive oil, and especially if you're upping your game in your olive oil, go to aboutoliveoil.org and make sure that you're actually paying for what you get or actually getting for what you pay. Wait a minute. I said it backwards. You're actually getting what you pay there for. There you go. And as of fall 2020, um, aboutoliveoil.org had a wide range of oils from super high-end producers like La Tourangelle and Napa Valley Naturals. And I would just shameless plug, and we're totally not supported by them no, or anything. Not. But La Tourangelle, oh my God, their nut oils mm. are outrageous. They're, they their walnut oil, their pecan oil, their pistachio oils, they're just insane. And their olive oils are insane too. But even more sort of commodity style brands, you mm. know, like Cola Vida and Goya, mm. um, they're on there too. Other notables on the list that pass are even some Whole Foods olive oils and Aldi branded oil. So yep. you could see which oils they've tested and uh, know what you should buy. I mean, you're going to pay a fortune for La Tourangelle, uh, for Aldi, or even Whole Foods, the, just the the 365 label Whole Foods yep. oil, you're not going to pay as much for no, it. And so if you check this out, you can actually find which ones are certified to be actually olive oil, not just flavored vegetable oils. Really important. But I that mean, doesn't mean they're really fabulous oils. It doesn't well, mean that they're right. super highly flavored and that they've got nuances. It just means you're actually getting true extra virgin olive oil if that's what it says on the label. And we should add right now that we're not saying that if an oil doesn't have a naua seal, <laughs> that it's not authentic because right. naua tests the oils from producers willing to take part in their program. And here's a kick pay a licensing fee for that seal on the bottlings. So just because it's not on Naua's list doesn't mean it's somehow a retrograde or renegade right. or. <laughs> Broad olive oil. Right. Now, I'll say this also. Don't necessarily look for the seal because a lot of manufacturers don't even bother with the seal. They're happy enough just to be on the website. And right. so you can go to the website and find out. difference of fees, the licensing <laughs> fees, Probably. or whether you're just in the website or not. So it's really important to check all this out. And it's really important to do a little tasting. So um, you buy big jugs of olive oil, right? I buy big three-liter jugs. And I get them at a Middle Eastern store in West Hartford. Um, and I buy Lebanese olive oil. And we have found by and large, that shopping at Middle Eastern or specialty markets like that, uh, this Tunisian market where you go, or there's an, there's an East Indian market where you go, and we have found that they're, oh, I hate to even say this, slightly more reliable than other markets. Is that fair? It is fair. And one way you know you're getting something that's fresher, and we're going to talk about that in a second, if the bottle's really dusty, don't buy it. Yeah. I know that like, no. the back of the shelves in my regular stop and shop, if I'm buying nut oils, the back ones, they're full of dust, which means when I get home, they're going to be rancid. Don't most so, olive oils have a date? Aren't they dated in some Some way? are. Some are. They're not all dated. Um, but some are. Like the oil I buy in that West Hartford store from Lebanon doesn't have any dates on it. But a uh, lot, I, uh, I think that a lot of the bigger manufacturers definitely have dates. And so you should look for an expiration date that's as far away from where you are as possible. In fact, do that with milk, too. Dig through the back of the, the yeah. 
the and refrigerator case and your grandmother. look for the milk that goes and bad I, in three weeks, not next week. Oh, and you've been your grandmother. And now I want to tell you another way to be your grandmother. When you <laughs> buy olive oil, and olive oil is not cheap anymore. And if no, you buy not. it and you get it home and it, you know, you, you've ponied up, I don't know, 17 bucks. For, for a liter. For a bottle of olive oil, right? So it's not cheap to say the least. And you open it and it smells musty or rancid. You get yourself back to that supermarket with your receipt and that bottle and you ask for a refund. I'm serious. These things are expensive and you should never be embarrassed to ask for a refund. We ask for refunds all the time, particularly with nut oils because nut oils don't move off the shelf very quickly. Walnut oil, pecan oil, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't move very fast and it's rancid a lot. And it's it seriously, it's gone rancid sitting on the store shelf. It has. I ask for money back if anything's bad. I've had bad chickens, bad lamb, and let me tell you, when that is bad, don't bring that back to the store. No, they don't no. want that back. No. Just tell them it was bad and no, they'll give you no. money back. <laughs> We had some bad <laughs> lamb once. And Bruce actually brought it back to the guy at the butcher counter. He's like, I don't want that. What are you bringing it back to me for? <laughs> I said, I want you to smell it. He said, I don't want to smell it. <laughs> so uh, we got our money back. But um, so do that. Be your grandma. Uh, dig in the back, you know, for the for the longer dated ones, the ones dated farther away from you, if that's possible. Take it back if you don't, if it doesn't smell. And use aboutoliveoil.org as a good reference point. But there are other ways to do it. Um, again, you can search out Middle Eastern markets. You can search out halal markets. You can search out Israeli markets, Lebanese markets. These places tend to be just slightly mm, more reliable with olive oil because the customers really know the yeah. product really well. You can also get to a lot of cheese shops and high-end yeah. charcuterie stores often have olive oil that in bulk. So you bring a jar and you could fill it there from a big tub and they'll allow you to do tastings. And one last thing, although we've been talking about sensory defects and all of that, uh, color is not necessarily a sure guide to a sure olive oil, right? Is no, that you, there are really good extra virgin olive oils that are golden, that are very light green and pale, almost straw colored. And then there are ones that are so dark green, they look like seaweed has been right. you know, pureed right. in that jar. So that's not necessarily um, a giveaway. No, it's not. In other words, all of this is, be, is saying that you have to do a little research if you're going to spend the money on olive oil. Listen, it's an expensive product. It's gotten more expensive as it's gotten more popular. You might as well have it. And Bruce always believes, and we should say this one last thing, Bruce always believes that you should have a very sturdy oil for cooking. And that's the oil that he buys in the, what is it, three liter tins yeah. or something. Yeah, and they're yeah. these metal tins. And it's extra virgin, but it's not highly flavored. It's not, it doesn't have the buttery and the grassy overtones. It's just very olivey and very delicious. And let me say that it is in metal tins because mm -hmm. it keeps it out of the light. Yeah. Light is an enemy of olive oil's taste and flavors. It can oxidize, it can it, it's not yep. good in the light. Store your olive oil in a pantry that is dark and cool, or don't put it in the refrigerator, or buy the metal tins. But Bruce, also you say that you should have a sturdy oil and then And then you need a very fragrant oil. You need something that has lots of wonderful overtones. This is where you're going to spend money. Yeah. The, see, the the three-liter jug that I get of that Lebanese oil, it, in West Hartford, I actually get it for about 24 bucks, which right. is really a good deal, and it's extra virgin. I use it for sautéing and frying all the time. But I tend to buy one-liter jars of finer oils, also extra virgin, but oils that I've tasted either in stores or I've bought and tried that have overtones of nuts and butter and grass and a little acidity and they're just, I use those raw for drizzling on fish, right. for dipping bread into. Right. Yeah. This is the stuff that can be 20, 25, 30, even a liter, more yeah. a, a liter. This is the expensive stuff. These are condiments. Yes. And that 
olive oil you have to think of as a condiment. We use it, we drizzle it on tomatoes in the summer with salt, with, with balsamic vinegar and salt on tomatoes. We drizzle it over, sometimes Bruce will drizzle it over a pasta dish mm -hmm. as a final condiment. Those are expensive oils and should be treated very delicately. It's don't, what I use for dipping them. bread in when Mark is buttering his. Right. And I like, I want olive oil. I'll use that I, for dipping. I believe butter is a beverage, but that's a whole different <laughs> show. So that's our show on olive oil. I hope that you learned something and enjoyed it. I know we didn't completely answer every question to say, go out and buy this olive oil, but we really can't because you really need to do the research for what's in your area and what's available about oliveoil.org is your friend. So thanks for listening at Cooking with Bruce and Mark, and we will see you next time with another episode.